Good morning. So good to have you here on this very beautiful first day of May. Uh, we are so glad that you are here to worship with us and those who are watching us on Zoom, we're glad that you are here as well. Um, just a couple of announcements that obviously I had and now they're gone. Uh, so now I get to just talk to you normally. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on in the church. Okay, uh, any other? An- we have the uh, sale coming up. No, it's not a sale, it's a giveaway. The free bees. Spring and summer clothing, free bees, and we're still collecting. We've got sign-up sheets uh, on the, on the uh, wall out there, and please sign up. And uh, so it is a giveaway. So any spring or summer clothing you still have, please um, bring those up. Uh, ministry council meeting this week on Thursday. Please have your reports in uh, today. Anything else we've, any other? Pool table, table. yes. Hey, um, we're going to pass out uh, tickets in just a moment, and the lucky one gets a pool table. So we have a pool table in the parsonage that we need to get rid of, and, and it's in great shape. Now, I, I tried very hard yesterday when I met with uh, Vicki and Jeff to talk them into the dining room slash pool table because it comes with six cup holders, and it would be great. For those who remember the Beverly Hillbillies, they used their pool table as a dining room, and Vicki said no. Um, I, I tried to give it to Bob. Uh, Bob, you said you had one, but I said you need two. And he said no. So, we, so you need to let me know by Tuesday if you want it, because if not, then Tuesday night, we're going to ask the firefighters, because so, we need to kind of get this thing rolling. So it's a great pool table. Um, so please see me or Bob or one of the, um, or, or someone, Minister Council. Um, any other announcements going on? Oh, you want to say something about softball? Yes, uh, softball season beginning. First game tomorrow at South Angel. Second game Tuesday at Community Bible. Game started at 6.30. Hope to see everyone there. Okay, and Bob, if you'll send me the schedule, and we'll get it, send it out, or did you send it to Lisa? I believe I sent it. Okay. Um, so anyway, softball game tomorrow and on Tuesday, 6.30, so please come out. Any other announcements? Okay, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, as we begin today, as we begin this service, Lord, you have brought us here to worship. So, Lord, we pray that you will guide us, that you would Fill us with the Holy Spirit so that everything that we do would praise and honor you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. If we could all stand and sing. 
This one's for you, Gloria. Oh, no. 
You may be seated. Thank you, praise team. As we go to this time of prayer, are there prayer concerns and praises that that you have? We just want to thank everybody for their prayers. Bill's brother is back in Hershey at the rehab center, and he'll be there for a couple weeks to have rehab, but he's doing well. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're glad that you guys had a safe trip back, and we're praying for Dave. And we're glad that he's in rehab, so praying for that. Any other? I want to thank everyone for the, their prayers for my wife, Joyce. Uh, she's out of the hospital and she's in the rehab center now, so uh, we hope that everything will go well for her. God is good. Yes, God is good. Um, yeah, it was good to see Joyce the, the other day, and she seems to be in good spirits. Well, she said she was in better spirits because she saw me, but... Well, actually, she said she had a nap, and that's what made her feel better. And I'm like, well, you know, everyone needs a nap every once in a while. So, but it's, she was in good spirits. Uh, we're praying for, praying for you, Ron. Uh, so, any other? Oh, Greg, down here. Just want to thank everybody for the past couple of months for your prayers, cards, and support for all the things that like my mother-in-law was going through, my wife's health problems, and, and, and all of that. Just want to thank everybody. Well, we're praying for you, Greg, and we're also praying for Chris. I know she's having a, a, a tough time now. Any other prayer concerns? Amy? D- um, Jim Rothline asked for continued prayer as he's searching for freelance writing jobs in this time. Okay, we will be praying for... Jim. Uh, pray for Kathy and I as we're still trying to find a, a house, and, and we have a pretty good lead yesterday, and so um, we are 0 for 6, but God is good, and we know that whatever, he's already got the place, he just won't tell us. And he keeps saying, do you trust me? And I said, yes, sir. So whether we rent or buy, God has it. Uh, and thank you for all those who have uh, said that Kathy can come stay with you. Thank you to everyone who has offered their tent for me or their shed. I do appreciate that as well. Um, had an offer today that there was a shed. So thank you, Ray, for, for that. And, and for the tent that's double wide in case I wanted to use it. Either one. You have a garage. <laughs> yes, I, um, we, we found that out with, uh, also with uh, Debbie said that, yeah, Kathy can stay in. We have the, you have a garage door now that I would have some privacy in the garage. So, yes, it's, it's all good. It's all good. And it's, it's one of those joys that we have as a family, a church family, that through all of the things that we go through, all of the pain, all of the suffering, that there are times that we can actually laugh. 
And I, and I know that that's what Jesus did on the, when he was calming the storms and Peter was crying out to save. I could just see Jesus laughing a little bit. Why didn't you trust me? And getting back in the boat. And, and so that's, that's how it is. We, we can laugh and we can pray and that we can cry as a church family. So at this point, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, the joy that we have when we come into your presence. Because as a church family, it's important for us to share the things that are on our hearts and minds, those things that hurt us, those things that we are praying for. So Lord, forgive us when we do not have patience. Forgive us when we have gone astray. Forgive us when, when we get into trouble that we don't immediately look to you. So Lord, forgive us. Lord, you sent your son for us to die on a cross for our sins and you are our great advocate. So, Lord, we lift up those concerns. Lord, we praise you for the healing that we've seen taking place in our loved ones and our friends. And, Lord, we praise you. And, Lord, for the struggles that those that are going going through, Lord, we know that through all the struggles we face, that heaven is secure, that our souls are safe, So, Lord, we're here to rejoice in you. We're here to lift up our praises. We lift up our concerns. And, Lord, we put all of this and all of us into your hands. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Our scripture reading is from Mark, chapter 8, beginning at verse 34. Then, calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Um, just uh, two more announcements that I wanted to, to make. Uh, first of all, Bible study tonight, it's pizza night. Uh, so in case someone wants to come and have pizza, uh, Rich always brings it. Um, so pepperoni and cheese, right? Sure, yeah. And also, I have some, some dear friends uh, that are joining us today. Uh, Jim and uh, Lori Schwenk, um, and their daughter Heather, and grandson Noah. And so Dr. Schwenk uh, was one of my professors at the seminary, and I said he could stay if he didn't grade me. So <laughs> I said, don't worry, everyone else is grading me. So, yeah. But it's good to have you guys here to, to worship with us. So this was a very short uh, sermon series that I was doing here and now. Uh, last week, uh, we started of how to actually follow Jesus and actually to start, and then how do we share that with others because there, there's a seriousness that we have to face. It is here and now that we have to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so uh, as I was thinking about how, how we, you know, to start this, one of the illustrations was about heroes. Uh, actually, Think about your heroes when you were growing up. So who were some of your heroes when you were growing up? Whether it was TV or comic books or any heroes? Lone Ranger. Wow. Not saying that that goes back a long way, but... I was thinking like Superman, Batman, Lone Ranger. Okay. Any others? John Wayne. And who else? Hulk Hogan? You're going to have to go to the basement now. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, actually, there was... Yeah. Okay, we're going to stop asking questions now. Just going to move on. But some of the heroes that we had, either they were fictional or real in our lives always had a backstory, always had something that caused them to be a hero, something that changed. Um, I'm thinking 
when we think about the Lone Ranger, his whole uh, group was wiped out, and he was the only one to survive as one of the rangers, and so that's how he became the Lone Ranger. And all of these heroes had something, had some story, and they had to have some type of challenge, and, and they could either accept the challenge, or they could just not and just live life kind of peacefully and, and not get involved. And so that's how we live today. We have choices. Uh, we have choices that are, are easy to make, some that are hard, but there is a challenge each day that we have to face. Are we going to live for Christ or are we going to live for ourselves? And we think about that relationship when, when we look at the humans that were in the Bible, some of our heroes of Moses and Abraham, David, Paul, Peter, they all had stories. They, they did some really bad things, but they did good things. And you and I are in the same boat. We do really some good things and we do bad things. But at some point in time, we actually have to make a decision here and now that we are going to follow Christ. And it's not just for an hour on Sunday morning. It's every single day. And sometimes that comes with a heavy price tag. Sometimes that means that we can't do the things that our friends were doing. Oh my goodness, it was so hard in high school. All the people wanted to go out. Charles, do you want to do this? No, I'm... I was trying to be a good, good boy. Uh, well, I was. Well, in high school, college was different because my mom wasn't there. Uh, but even in college, there was a price to pay because sometimes they looked at you differently if you were a Christian. Now, it was a little bit easier um, for my experience in college because it was a Methodist college, so pretty much everyone there was uh, a Christian. But still, in later life, there's always you're always treated a little bit different. Sometimes people watch what they say around you, and I used to think that was a problem, but actually I kind of find that refreshing, especially at the firehouse. When Rev comes in, they're like, okay, let's clean up all the stuff, and that's actually a good thing. But we do have to make this decision because Jesus has actually asked us that in Mark. As he's trying to have a conversation with everyone around, he finally had to say, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to actually do to live like me, then you're going to have to deny yourself and pick up your cross. And that, for the Jews to hear that, for the first time, had to be kind of like if we had said to someone, if you're going to follow Christ, pick up your electric chair. If you're going to, um, if you're going to follow me, pick up your rope. Any, any type of execution type of thing, it just didn't make sense to them until actually Jesus dies on a cross 
are we going to follow him or are we going to do our own thing? And, and, and it's really hard in this world because everything is trying to get us divided. We've talked several times about the newest things going on and how you have to have it. And what breaks my heart is that there are new TV shows that are coming on. Uh, one I just saw this week about uh, these incredible fancy cars that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and trying to entice people, oh, this is what you need. And looking at it, I I see these people thinking, that's what makes me happy, is things. Years ago, there was a commercial about what are you going to do when Christ calls you home? There was a guy in the sports car, and he finally came to realize that nothing was making him happy. I mean, he had, he had the mansion, he had the nice cars, he had the money, but he wasn't happy. He wasn't truly happy. He actually had to give that all up and realize that the only thing that can truly make us happy is a relationship with Jesus. For if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever will save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel, gospel's will will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? That is what we actually need to hear on this day. This commitment, the here and now, it's a lifelong commitment. We have to pray every day for the Holy Spirit who lives in us to keep guiding us. thing is that God never leaves our side. I did a, an illustration some years ago here, um, and I'm, I'm going to need a volunteer for this. Okay, if I get a volunteer, then I can continue my sermon, or I can just, we'll stay here until one. Any volunteers? Adam, come here. I couldn't see you. So, Adam, you're going to be the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay? Now, wherever I go, Adam is supposed to follow me. Okay? So, wherever I go, you follow. Okay? So, bear in mind that he's... Okay, good. He's still there. Because that's what we do, isn't it? We're, we're kind of, oh, yeah, okay, God is still here. Now, one of the things for youth is that this new Christian, he, she became Christ-like, but, but the Holy Spirit was always there. And she wanted to go to this party, and she's like, why are you still here? And the most dramatic thing I've ever seen, she's like, stop following me. And she took 
the hands stretched out and again nailed the Holy Spirit to the cross so that she could go to the party. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I don't want you following me the rest of the day. I know that, Amy, you were thinking that, that he was going to go home with me. No, that was just for the illustration. But somehow, that's what we think. We think that God is not there when we do things, but he's always there. And for the youth that saw that, they, they were shocked. They were like, oh my goodness, how... But then they realized that they were doing the same thing. I want to go do this, but God's right there. In 1 John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, My dear children, I'm writing you this so that you will not sin, but if anyone does sin... We have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, not only our sins, but the sins of the world. And if we can be sure that we know him, if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but does not obey his commandments, that person is a liar, and he's not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly shows completely that they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Kind of piggybacks on your, your uh, lesson today, Judy, in one of the comments of grace. If we're forgiven then God will just keep forgiving my sins so I, keep, I can keep doing whatever I'm doing because I'm saved. And we're like, that's not in Scripture. Now, you and I can, can't stop sinning because there's always going to be that intention, but we should maybe do less of it. And the only way to do that is to know what God is expecting of us. And in order for God... For us to know what God is expecting, we need to be in Scripture, we need to be in prayer, and we need to be in church. And then we'll know. We made a commitment. And that commitment is for life. But the joy that we have And Jesus told them, look, it's going to be tough. You're going to have days that are going to be absolutely horrible. Of all of the disciples, only one lived to an old age. There are going to be hardships, there's going to be imprisonments, there's even going to be death, but death for us is life. Think about those who die in the Lord, the joy that they have.
There was a illustration I found about the Olympics. Um, so you're, you're going to laugh, but if I wanted to uh, be on an Olympic team, what, what Olympic team do you think I, I should try out for? What? Curling. I was thinking napping. That, I think that's an Olympic sport. Any other? I mean, but if you, truly, if you wanted to be on an Olympic team, you don't just come up, wake up one morning in your 30s or 40s and say, hey, I want to do this. You actually start very early. And you train. And one of the things that we don't read about is that we don't read about those who don't make the team. If, if the Olympic team can only take seven, understand how many people were trying out for those seven spots. Think about the person who's number eight or the person who's number 20. Everyone who actually even makes it on the Olympic team, not every one of them will, make, will win a medal. But for us who are Christians, for those who have put our, our life into his hands, and has said, Christ, you are my Savior, then we'll be remembered before Jesus. And Jesus will be standing there when God goes, does he, does he or she need, can come in to heaven? And Jesus said, yes, because we've accepted Jesus Christ. And whether we do a lot or a little, once we have that peace of knowing God, we're safe. It's one of the questions that sometimes um, that song we, we sang earlier of, or was it was the praise song about following God? Well, there's a comment, someone questioned that someone said, God, I don't know where you're leading me yet, but I will follow you. It's kind of like our, I leaned over to Kathy and I said, that's kind of our position. We're, we're following God. You're telling us where to go. We're following you. We don't know exactly where we're going to end up on this earth but I do know where I'm going when I die. Amen? Gracious Lord, it's here and now that you've called us. It's here and now that you've called us to be your children. And as children, we need to learn. We need to listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Learn through the scriptures. Continue to pray and to continue to worship and fellowship with other believers. Because, Lord, we cannot do this alone. Lord, thank you for your love, for your grace, for your truth, for your Son, Jesus Christ, who took the sins upon him, all of our sins, 
So Lord, help us to live for you and help us to realize you're there every single day. What a joy that is. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Gracious Lord, today we are leaving this place knowing that wherever we go, you are there. So Lord, help us to live for you. In Christ's name we pray and all of God's children said, Amen.